hold on. What what I just heard was she was sad, and then a cat showed up, ah! and then she wasn't sad anymore. <laughs> Which means a cat did its job. Perfect. Just a reminder, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. Different series that require a spoiler warning will be in the description. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Gaming Theater Podcast. Today's episode is going to be about the gaming theater group going over our favorite fictional felines. Now, just before we get started, let's go ahead and introduce all the guests that are going to be here. Uh, Once again, it is me, Leo, the Geek Scorpio. I'll be your host for this evening. I am Ben, L Penguin. I am Moon Testicle. I am Rob. I'm Zombie Hand, also known as Liz. I am Tomato Man, also known as Brandon. Alright. And just like we always do, we're gonna before we get started, let's Hi everyone, this is Geek Scorpio. And Zombie Hand for Gaming Theater Podcast. For the month of August, we have decided to team up with a local charity called Simply Cats. Simply Cats got its start with just six cats as Just Strays Animal Foundation, Inc. in the late 1980s. By 2005, the name of the shelter was changed to Simply Cats Adoption Center to reflect its feline-only animal population. Their mission is to save cats from suffering euthanasia and practicing and promoting high standards of care for and creating successful adoptions. A link will be featured in the podcast description where you can find out more information on Simply Cats, including how to donate, support, or even make an adoption. We have a lot of cat lovers that work with us at Aiming Theater, so for the month of August, we are donating $5 per Patreon supporter to Simply Cats. Not only do we support Simply Cats, but that's where my cat Phoenix comes from. You may have heard him in the background of some of our recordings. Thank you for listening. We hope you take a look at Simply Cats, but for now, back to the show. So, with that, we're going to talk about our favorite fictional felines. Because cats are a thing a lot of us like. They're cute. They're lovable. They hang out. But the ones that are done in fiction are kind of an interesting case. Because they are ones that are placed there on purpose by whoever's the story writer of it. In some cases, the story doesn't even require to have the cat. But they're going to put it in there anyway. And so we'll just go over a few of our favorite ones that, and examples of where they sort of come from. Like, one of the cats that I really like, because, yes, I watched this in the 90s, was uh, Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That little... Heck yeah. He's adorable, but also (laughs) sassy as all get out. Ooh, I can't wait for more fish. Well, I mean, mean, if you're cursed to be a cat for the rest of your life after your failed attempt at world domination... Our memories got refreshed with that because we wanted to find the episode where Billy Gunn was in it and wrestled Sabrina. Oh, that's right. That's right, because in order for him to get married, he still had to be present, but couldn't... He couldn't marry, so he had... Yeah, Sabrina had to stand up for Sam to wrestle Billy Gunn. What? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is... That was not... I don't remember this particular episode, although... Yeah, Salem dodged an opportunity to fight Billy Gunn and his ass boys. See, I think... My favorite thing about Salem... Yeah. ...is that despite his punishment, he never really gave up on, on taking over the world. Like, he couldn't do it as a cat, so he was just sort of biding his time. 
But that desire never left. <laughs> He's always in it. He he pretty much just became a mischievous, mischievous little guy at that point. He's like, you know what? If I can't take over the world, I'll at least take over this household. You, you start small, work your way up. That's it, Doofenshmirtz does that. He doesn't go after Doofenshmirtz doesn't go after Doofenshmirtz Incorporated. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz doesn't yeah exactly doesn't want to take over the entire world or even the country. Just the tri county area. The tri county area. That's it. One step at a time. And at some point, he just solidly does it too, and just. That's about it. I'm good. But yeah, I think that's a fun one to start with. I did not know about Billy Gunn. All right, let's go with a, with a different cat on this one. Probably a, a newer one. I want to explore Morgana. Ah, yes. Morgana from Persona 5. Liz, I'm sure, has plenty to say about that one. I mean, I, <laughs> I like Morgana. I don't know what I, am, what I should say about him. He's I think the that- cat's meow. He's the cat's meow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cat puns are coming in. It's Morgana. Morgana thinks he's people. Does Morgana <laughs> also turn into a car? Yes. We don't yes, talk about that. Mor- and it's a bus, damn Why? <laughs> Why don't we talk about that? Because, because referring... I don't like the concept of saying, here, let's go get inside my cat. Well, he turns into a car. He's not a cat at that point. He's just a sentient car. Um, I would like to argue on that one because I think he still has whiskers. So I could go tail. put I could go put whiskers and a tail on my car, and it wouldn't be a cat. And then your then your car is now a cat. It's not. Anyway, I really like I really like Morgana. <laughs> Morgana. No, Mor- Morgana is got a great your personality too. Morgana is your initial navigator in Persona Five until you get your official navigator later. Um. Like how Rise is in four, um, Futaba is in five, and um, but Morgana acts as your initial indicator, just kind of like introducing you to the whole, like everything that's going on and um, the the metaverse and all that stuff. Yeah, wasn't there an anime? Like I want to say it's Studio Ghibli that also had a car turn uh, a bus that turned into Totoro. Uh, is it Totoro? Yeah, my neighbor Totoro. No, the cat bus. It was literally a cat bus. It was a cat bus. And I don't think... I Well, he, Totoro's not like a cat. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he a, is. He looks Totoro. more like a rabbit to me, of sorts. I think it's mostly the ears. just. But the bus, on the other hand, that but is cat a bus. cat. I'm looking it up. Just a full-on cat. What is Totoro? <laughs> it's like an enigma. But then if you go into like Studio Ghibli Cats, you also got to talk about like Gigi from Kiki's Delivery Service. And his sass tech. You know what? I feel like Gigi's just like the the nice version of Salem in an alternate universe. Where it's like, I don't want world domination. I just want to hang out with these witches. I'm good here. No, he was pretty sassy. Oh, yeah. But that's just his uh, his cat-like instincts. So, okay. Yeah. Um, apparently, Totoro is a forest spirit that combines elements of various creatures, but is perceived as a rabbit-like spirit. Nailed it! Oh, so that's a rabbit. Oh, I thought it was a chinchilla. Ooh, I can definitely see chinchilla, though. Like, if he had more tail, that'd be, like, chinchilla AF. Yeah. But when I look at a picture, it, it looks like a rat. It all, it gives me some Tanuki vibes with the big bushy tail. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a lot of things. But a cat apparently is not one of them. But there is a cat bus. That's a different creature. Actually, speaking of like sassy black Emma cats, I'm, now I'm thinking of the the demon that became a cat in Ghost Stories. Oh, geez, yeah. 
That anime is so stupid, though. It was like, all right, you stupid fucking kids. Just like, here's how you got to take out these demons now. It's like Salem if he actually had power still. You know what? That's anime Salem. He just goes around just like, F the lot of you. Instead of hanging out with witches, I'm just gonna like, I'm going to F with these kids. I like how it's weird that Salem's now the, <laughs> the benchmark. You know what? You know what? Yes. Salem set, set the bar for just like sastacular cats. And it's like, be like Salem. Well, because I mean, when you when you've got a cat character, sass is sort of your default personality, because <laughs> that's just how cats are. It's in the category. Uh, no, no, get out. No, I'm here to stay. Damn, rock <laughs> solid. Okay, um, so I wanted to do a couple of video game cats that I really liked, and I wanted to let people know about it. Um, the first one is from kind of an underrated game but if you get the chance to play it it's really fun called dead state yeah dead state is one where you get to where you have to um it's a zombie apocalypse game but what happens is that you have to build uh build fortification and stuff inside the school that you're staying in you can't the zombie apocalypse has happened you are there at the very tail end and it's just now you have to survive until you get to the end. At now, the reason why I bring this up is one of the things that ha- that you have to worry about is morale of your team. It's not just food, food, shelter, and such. It's all and survival and people. It's the morale. If their morale goes to uh, goes to crap, the uh, they'll just turn and abandon the whole thing because how depressed or how basically shitty that uh, we don't have a fighting chance going through the rest of this world and that's a true statement in a lot of places there's a lot of highly respected military generals that tell mm-hmm. you uh, fi- uh battles are won and lost with morale but i digress the reason why this comes up is that because at some point in the game you get the opportunity to have a cat wander into your place and you can adopt them and it's a little kitty cat named sam and i do it every time what happens is uh the risk is that sam takes a like one uh like half of a food unit so you lose food every every day for having this cat but you gain morale because people like petting this cat around there and you can just pet him on your way out to the to deal with the zombie apocalypse nice and it's kind of a weird and this is a weird segue because there's a uh having sam the cat in your uh they're they're not in your party like a traditional rpg they are just another background character. Sam's not a zombie killing master. No, there's a dog you can get that does that though. Yeah, but dogs are supposed to fight, and they have a backpack, so the dog can carry something like seventy pounds. Sweet. Sam the cat will increase your morale, but also increases uh, does a second morale boost for that cat because it chases mice and helps remove pests. For those who don't know, that is a legit thing that used to be. Um, they were called library cats. Ooh. Back in the day, especially during the places that had large books, mice would get in there to try to to eat and trash uh, books in the medieval era. And they didn't have a whole prop protective system. So one of the options that they have is that they have cats that you just adopt and leave in the library to take, get rid of the mice. And so you would, if you were an educated person, you could go to the library not only read your scrolls, but pet your kitty cats while you're at it. This was so effective. There's a town in Rome, or in Italy, or part, and I think it's a section of Rome as well. It's just dedicated to nothing but cats. It just became a cat sanctuary. But I thought it was kind of interesting because, like, that's a like a weird real world thing. You would have a cat, and they're called they're mousers. They would chase mice periodically, and you can choose to pet that. I thought it was kind of a fun little cute kitty cat that's just there. I mean. 
And it's nice that cats hunt mice and all, but you don't have to justify their presence, okay? They're cute. <laughs> it's okay to just have them around because they're cute. Yes, they are adorable little murder machines that I want to hug and pet and call George. Every one of them? Oh, no. There's one that uh, is called Pooh at a comic shop that we go to. Pooh Bear is adorable. She is <laughs> a great little kitty who loves being petted by everybody. Sounds like a, sounds like our cat, Rhea. Sounds nothing like my cat, Lemon, who is, I think, under the couch because we were cleaning shit earlier and she ran in fear. Yeah, that's definitely the opposite real because I, I sometimes look at TikTok challenges with that cat and it's like, what kind of weird things can I do with her? I think one thing I was able to do was pick her up like a basketball, put her between my legs, around my waist, and then put her proper up and holding her for a few seconds. And then she meowed. It's like, all right, all right, you're having done. And then I just put her on the ground. She started like wobbling, then walked straight. So like, oh, you got a little dizzy, didn't you? No, I do that to Lemon and she just makes, if I pick her up, she just immediately sounds like we're murdering her. It's like, cat, I picked you like three inches off the ground. Chill. I wish it was that quiet. The neighbors probably think we're skinning it alive. I mean, it's bad. She screeches. I always loved, as video game cats go, Cat Sith. Yeah, Kate Sith, I like. Is it Kate Sith? Um, it, or Kashit. It's Kashit, or something like that is the actual pronunciation. I always call it Cat Sith because I got the name wrong every time. Later, someone, I think Liz corrected me, is like, it's Kate Sith. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the, the official pronunciation is all sorts of weird, and I don't like it, so Kate Sith it is. Um... Oh, reoccurs in all kinds of ways, actually. Uh, a summon in some games, a party member in others, or just a passerby NPC in some even. And always designed very differently. Mm -hmm. I still love the cameo appearance of Kate Sith in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Because if you never played Final Fantasy VII, that has <laughs> got to be a confusing no. moment. You're just like, who the fuck's I that thing? No, I I saw somebody talking about this online where it's like where it's like anybody who has played the original Final Fantasy VII and sees that moment in the, the remake of Kate Sith and he and like Sector Seven is falling and and it's like sad and you just saw Jesse die and Biggs die and everything is caving in and this whole like this this sector that you have gotten to know is is falling and dying and anybody who understands the, the the rest of the game sees Kate Sith and is like oh my gosh like this is so meaningful to to the characterization of Kate Sith and the person who's who's um, controlling him and like it's got such deep emotional impact meanwhile somebody who has never played the original Final Fantasy 7 is trapped in this emotional moment and just suddenly sees this Mickey Mouse looking cat thing run out with its giant gloves and start pounding on the ground Jesus. don't forget he's wearing a crown and a yes. cape <laughs> well, so here's the thing though so I'm playing uh, I've been playing the Final Fantasy 7 remake with my sister um, and she has never played a Final Fantasy in her life. She's always been very much like um, Mario and Tetris and she like she got into like Resident Evil and stuff, but she's never played a Final Fantasy, just not really her jam. So um, last year I wanted to replay the first game thinking that the second one would be out soon. <laughs> I was very busted. Um, and she loves it, but like there's some things I have to explain as we go, but um, for the most part, like she's just, she's just having a really good time with this. And we got to that part and I had completely forgotten that Kate Sith shows up there. And so we're, we're watching, like she actually had like, she was crying. She actively 
had tears in her eyes because of Biggs and Jesse and like she actually cried over Jesse dying and like it was just so devastating and she like she was really caught up in the moment and then Kate Smith shows up and she <laughs> stops everything and I had to like pause it because I she turned to look at me and she was like you want to know how to take someone out of a moment <laughs> <laughs> That's how you take someone out of a moment. <laughs> so like my, my emotions. So I had to explain a little bit to her about Hold on. What what I just heard was she was sad and then a cat showed up. Ah! And then she wasn't oh, yeah. sad anymore. <laughs> Which means a cat did its job. Perfect. Yeah, it was so funny it was such a good memorable moment and what's even better and this is a little bit off topic but my sister having never played another final fantasy any final fantasy she doesn't know what's coming and so in the remake there's that part where Aerith gets captured by the turks and she gets she uh, gets stuck in hojo's lab and you kind of have to go through part of the game without her and my sister, we were there for a while because we could only play every so often. And so we, like, there was a while where my sister was like, I swear to God, if Aerith dies, I will be so pissed. And she's talking about... Spoilers for 20-year-old games. And she's talking about, it's like a 25-year-old <laughs> game at this point, but she's talking about this particular moment. So I'm like, no, Aerith isn't going to die. She doesn't die because we're talking about this particular moment. However, my sister is very bummed that part two isn't coming out until winter 2023. And so I was like, well, we could always play the original together. And that way you have like the frame of reference for, you know, what happened and what we played and then what's coming. And she was like, yeah, let's do that. So we have just the final chapter of the remake to, to go through. And then we're, <laughs> we're going to go through the original together. And I am going to secretly video her uh, when Aerith dies. <laughs> it will be wonderful. <laughs> Liz, you're a monster and I love it. I know. I And this, it's so funny because like her boyfriend has played like a little bit of Final Fantasy, but not a whole lot. It's also not really his jam. Um, but he knows, like he exists in that space where he knows <laughs> what happens. And so there's like, there was one point where my sister was going to the bathroom and Kent was like, does your sister know that Aerith dies? And I was like, no, don't tell her. <laughs> you can't say anything to her. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Aerith dies? <laughs> what? You mean this is your favorite game of all time and you haven't beat disc one? <gasps> I know, right? No, it's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> now, does your sister listen to the podcast? She does not. And even if she did, I would tell her to skip this one and possibly some others because I don't think this is the first time that we've mentioned <laughs> that. But it, it may not be. That is one yeah. of my favorite stories about the, the the Final Fantasy VII remake because I get to witness somebody going through this for the first time in real time. And like, that's a dream because I don't remember the first time I played it. It's, it's a dream because you get to witness somebody else experiencing, getting that whole experience the first time, especially in gaming. Some of those moments don't come up very often. Like, what is it? Um, like Atlas and Rapture. That, or Rapture in uh, Bioshock when you get to uh, uh, Andrew Ryan. When you get to Andrew Ryan. 
that's a whole experience yeah. the, uh, special, with all that. Yeah, but that's, through. I think we need to get back to cats. Yeah, we'll get back to cats, which I'm trying to figure out something. Red 13, is cat, is not cat? So, I I have a thing on this. Going through the Wikipedia, no. they're not helping. So, that's the thing. Look at Red 13's face and his muzzle, and it's very lion-esque. It's very lions are cats. Exactly. So, I lean towards cat. However... It is an ongoing argument online that it is a dog um, to the point where it even has worked its way into the lore of the remake to an extent where Red 13 is referred to and refers to himself even as Lab Rat Dog. Huh. But uh, everything anatomically in terms of appearance, as far as I'm concerned, that is a cat. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've... Every time I saw him, even since the beginning, I always thought wolf. Just like, and it, and there were like some cat characteristics grafted onto there. But otherwise, like even looking at the face right now, he looks wolfish to me. It's the way he presents his, like, because he has that back, um, like hump almost thing. Or I'm trying to think of the, yeah. oh, the, arch. the arch. And that's very canine like, very wolf like that you would have because they'll pounce down like that. Look, what what is what is a wolf if not a bigger fox, which a fox is just a canis type of cat. So I argue that Red 13 is a cat. Here on Gaming Theater presents we defy science and tell you that dogs are cats. Yes. <laughs> no, but but honestly, I I I always viewed like Red 13's head just makes me think of a lion without a mane. And if you look up even just a female lion's head, you'll see a lot of features present there. Um, but again, Red's race is very much so um, an amalgamation. And even if you look at his tail, it's long and slender, and then at the end has a fluff of fire, which is reminiscent of a lion's tail. Or Charmander. So, new argument, Charmander is a cat. Um, <laughs> He's a dinosaur! And it evolves into a flying cat at mm -hmm. some point. Because what Charmander... Not dragon. Charmander is not a yes, dragon. not dragon. Exactly. The confirm it's not a dragon. Fire it's fire. flying fire... Dinosaur! Flying fire cat. Yeah. It's a dinosaur. What are dinosaurs if not prehistoric cats? <laughs> Everything is a cat, and everyone is a cat. Hold on. Wait. Wait. So, like, let's, let's go back on track to cats... Sabertooth tigers, though. Do we know any, like... Cats. Yes, but do we know any, any like, famous Sabertooth tigers? Because uh, all I can think of is a Megazord from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but yeah. Um. Oh, 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 oh Diego! Diego, yes! Diego. Diego from Dice Age. Did you say Dry Ice Age? <laughs> oh, that would suck! <laughs> I was like, man, you thought the carbon was bad before. Wait until this shit melts. I thought that was a desert. It will be. It technically is. <laughs> but yeah, Diego is from Ice Age is a saber-toothed tiger. I was thinking of a different one. So now I'm trying to remember if there was like a saber-toothed tiger and samurai pizza cats. But I think they're all just regular house cats that are dressed up in Gundam armor. I think so too. I always saw them more in like Mega Man gear. Mm -hmm. Oh, there is a cat in Mega Man though. Oh? Yeah, his name is Rush because what are dogs if not cats? If <laughs> not cats. This argument's gonna stop right now. <laughs> no, this argument will never end. I will fight you. That's like, we're, like at some point when you just go far down enough in Gina's pool, cats and dogs are pretty close. Look, what are bears if not really big, fluffy, angry cats? What about Battle Cat? Which cat? 
Papo. <laughs> oh, that is a shame. Oh my god! Song. Right? Yeah, How did I forget oh, about yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that was a super green cat. Um, another another one. Another one is Schnar. 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 Snarf's only like ten percent cat. Everyone else in that show is 10% cat. Snarf is 90% cat and 10% iguana. See, that's the thing. I think he's actually like 90% iguana. He's more iguana than cat now. No, so like thinking of Snarf, it made me think of this uh, One Piece cat. And it's like, is this guy a parody of Snarf? Because his name is Cat Viper. And you said that Snarf is like a cat iguana. And he also goes like nyar all the time too. Nekomatsushi. Like, if you look up Cat Viper, I feel like he kind of looks like Snarf, but just like, what happens if he gets huge, more cat-like, and he replaces his arm with a gun at some point? Well, then he's Cat Barrett. Barrett. Bar- cat Barrett. <laughs> cat Barrett is secretly Cat Viper. Yeah. What is a human if not an anthropomorphic a cat? A cat in ape form. Oh my god, have you guys seen the what the remake Snarf looks like? No, what does he look like? Ooh. Oh. Google. Google it. Are you talking about the one that got canceled on uh, Toonami? Yes, like I loved that show. I'm so mad it got. I canceled. didn't get to watch it. So it... it's actually good, and people need to shut their dirty mouths about <laughs> that bullshit because it's actually a good show. Are they cats? Well, no, it's in their name. No, Thunder Cats. They're also part lion, like Lion-O. They're all anthropomorphic except yeah, for Lion-O. Like, Scarf is. Is it a weird combination? Okay, yeah, I've seen Snarf from the remake now. Actually looks super cute. Way he cuter does. than the original one. Right? Looks so much cuter. Okay, remake Snarf looks adorable. I know, right? I want to keep him now. Yeah. All he does is say Snarf. He doesn't, you know, say anything yeah, obnoxious and annoying. Good. So he's essentially a Pokemon. Yeah. I was going to say, that one looks a heck of a lot more like a kitty cat. Except for Meowth. I think the... The 80s Snarf suffered from that trend in the 80s where, like, the side character, they always gave him, like, that weird, uh, like, old man wrinkled look with big protruding eyes and crap, and then they just tried to make it cute, and it never was cute. It was like, everyone tried making other animals as handsome as Danny DeVito, and they just could never achieve it. That is definitely a word for Danny DeVito. Well, Danny DeVito's big career move is Taxi, and that's in the 70s. So Danny DeVito has been around to inspire cartoons. <laughs> yeah, well, and then, too, I mean, DeVito kind of stepped out of acting for a bit to focus on directing, and then he did Always Sunny in Philadelphia and became everyone's favorite little asshole. Yep. <laughs> but, oh, I was trying to find this out, and I want to get back to Meowth because I love that dude. Me. Uh, both in game right. and in anime, hilarious. Too. Yeah, you know what? Gaming cats, all the freaking Pokemon cats. Mm-hmm. You, could, you know, I think there's actually like a lion one. There now. is. There's. Uh, so you know what? Le- yeah. Leo yeah. involves in the power. Yeah, and I like the fact that they even deficiate the. Uh, actually, in, in the game on that, they even deficiated like how they look. So the females will only have like a giant like mohawk streak of fire, mm-hmm. but the men would actually have like the full on like mane. Yep, but I think it's the also ratioed the men like one to three, like a pride? to the woman, like a pride. Uh, I think the ratio is even harsher than that. I think it's one out of ten. Oh, okay, I gotta look at ratio on calls because I know because that was bull BS to find Lit Leo. Yeah, because it was a nightmare to track. It's... I just wanted him to have a main. That's all. No ratio is twelve point five to eighty seven point five. So one in nine. Yeah, one in nine. Okay, so. 
one in twelve or something like that, right? No, 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 no. You're right. One in nine. But like a pride. That's a rough estimate on that. Um, but yeah, like a pride, which would be those. Those are the ratios for it. Um, so especially now, here's the trivia for those who haven't played the original original Red and Blue. In Red and Blue and Green and Yellow, there is only uh, you could only earn fun cash in two specific ways. The first is to fight any of the trainers. Someone's a trainer. They have to give you cash if you beat them and win. The second is if you had Seal or Meowth, because they had they were the only two characters in the entire game that has a move called Payday, which gave you money for using that move uh, that attack. I misunderstood that move as a kid and thought I was throwing my money at them. <laughs> I, honestly, I thought that too. Or just like that Meowth just like swiped your money and used it as a weapon. It's like, all right, I guess I provide project. I guess I provide projectiles for Meowth now. It's like you son of a bitch. That's mine. Me, me, fuck off. See, what I what I loved because that actually comes up in the anime. It's the reason that Team Rocket has me out. Oh my god! Is because they, he's oh supposed god. to use payday so that they can so that they can have money, and that's how they fund their operations. Except that particular meowth can't learn payday can't learn payday because he quote used up all his smarts learning how to talk <laughs> I didn't learn any new move because i spent all of my smarts on learning how to talk like a human so in conclusion meowth is kind of the main reason team rockets broke as shit yes and and i think that in a world where your entire species is really like you're Every every animal in the world is basically judged on how well it fights. <laughs> Meowth is like, nah, I'm gonna be a socialite. Yeah, but I'm not gonna use my Meowth for that. Look, man, them's fighting words, okay? But in all fairness, he, he did, like, fully do that to try to, like, you know, try to impress the little, like, cat Meowth, which still ended up leaving him for the street Persian. Oh, God. Actually, I'm even just, like, looking up some cats. Actually... Since we're on the subject of Meowth, uh, he also has some forms in some of the other games, too. Meowth evolves into Persian. I know uh, I know that. Yes, but I know in the Alola, he also becomes a dark type in there. And it's like, he's a dark cat now. He's the black cat. And yes. But, uh, but in Sword and Shield, he becomes a steel typing and is like a Viking cat with a big-ass beard, and he's dope. His name's Perserker. Yes, and he is amazing, and I love him. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? So, because I still got this whole thing. How about the cat that evolves into Tiger Mask? Oh, yeah. Starts out. Cute, adorable ca- uh, flea cat. You got your litten, just like, hell yeah, I'm catastic. It evolves. Oh, what does he evolve into? God. Oh, Incineroar? Yes. It evolves into Incineroar. It's like, haha, I'm the heel Pokemon. That's his actual definition. He's the heel Pokemon. As in what? I say heel and you come here? No, as in he's the bad guy, which is also why he's a dark type. No. Because in wrestling, there's a term called faces and heels. Faces are good guys and heels are bad guys. Uh, yep. But also just looking at him, just like, that's Tiger Mask. Famous cat wrestler, man. And also just anime. That's a famous luchador, Tiger Mask. And that's basically what this Pokemon turns into. Um... For the record, not going to count um, any of the Tekken uh, luchador cat masks. <laughs> what? They're people with a cat mask. 
Like, listen, they, they fall under the cat to human ratio. They're like 10% cat, and then the rest is just people. They're mostly people with cat head. Look, man, it's not, but it's not like he has features of a jaguar. His head is just a jaguar, and he roars like a jaguar. He's, he's really into his character. You know what? Y'all are haters. King no one said dope. King wasn't dope. We just said King wasn't a cat. Yeah, we all love King. Wait, which king? Are we talking King of Fighters king? Or no, I'm just kidding. Because no. like, there's too many kings. There are. Which is there's funny because a... King is actually a girl, so would she be a queen? Could... No, wait. In King of Fighters? King of Fighters, King yeah. of Fighters. I'm, I'm moving off. Of, yeah. But no. And then you've got Mecha King, which is like a, a robot jaguar head thing. So which of my robot kit jaguars? Yeah. Robo meow. You can secretly turn to the wear jaguar. You know what are what are robots God. if not mechanical cats? <laughs> I swear, I'm pretty certain that you played Symphony of Night because this is all I'm hearing. What, what is, is a mat? <laughs> Every time. Um, I went through some of the Marvel uh, database after sa- I was mentioning Sabretooth Tigers. Yeah, uh, Kazar from the Marvel universe actually has one. It's his uh, buddy. Zabu. I don't know who either of those are. <laughs> That's fair. They only show up... It's weird because uh, they're like a... I guess you would call them B to C tier Marvel character because um, they are only in the Savage Land, which is mostly an X-Men thing. And yeah. X-Men has thousands of characters in it anyway. Um, but yeah, he's a guy who got... Uh, Kazar is uh, basically your Tarzan knockoff. He's in the Savage Land. And he stays in the Savage Land. And he, but one of the things that he has is his best friend is Zabu, which is a saber toothed tiger. Because in the Savage Land, time forgot it, and there's dinosaurs down there, and genet- mad just neticists. It, it, Savage Land's crazy. That's a thing. But so, yeah, Kazar mostly shows up in X Men comics, but not without his saber toothed tiger. Off. T- you know, there's. There's one that I was going to elate another one to, um, but I'm going to go with uh, one of my favorite covenant leaders from Dark Souls here, Alvina of the Dark Root Wood is just a big fluffy cat that protects the forest and looks like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> oh man, Cheshire cat. Yep. Speaking of cats. Yeah. And in, yep, uh, treasure cat. Exactly. That's what I was gonna uh, like kind of make that comparison with. But um I like this one because it scared the shit out of me when I first ran into it. Because it's up high in like a ruin of a castle when you're going through the woods and it just starts talking. And I was like, what is that? What's going on? And I look up and I just see these demon eyes surrounded by a, a shadow, and I get closer so the game's light will shine on it. I'm like, oh. You're a big fluffy cat that's talking. Very menacing. I don't know if you should trust it. Um, I look. It was a cat, so I joined the covenant. At the end. That's the way that went. Now I know where the one group of glorious cracked out wall kitten came from. Oh my god! Oh glorious! That's what cracked I thought. Wall kitten, give us your wisdom. It was like keep talking about cats. I like feeling valid. I I did not realize that was from Dark Souls. I thought it was just a, a Dark Souls shit post or something. Like, the cat was somewhere else and someone, you know, how they like to just impose Dark Souls characters into places they're not supposed to be. That's what I thought that was. I didn't realize that was actually in the game. 
It was more than a meme. It was a reality. By the way, go, go to Facebook and like the page. Oh, Gloria's cracked out wall kitten. Protector of the forest, man. Yes. The cat is a protector of the forest? Absolutely, yeah. That's what the covenant is. Okay, I believe the covenant will do that, but knowing the history of my cat, I don't think they can protect anything. Look, this cat is the leader of said covenant, and yeah. Yeah, okay. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm leaving it there because uh, Alvina is still uh, scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, I believe that cat's scary. It- oh, hell yeah. No, this this cat is, is demon incarnate in its appearance. Mm-hmm. I mean... Let's see if I can send it to you in the little chat here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen the picture of that. So yeah, Cracked Out Wall Kitty has the origin. So it sounds like you found a cat that does not help with morale. So some of them do exist, apparently. Yeah, that cat's name is Mori. Uh, so it's a white Persian cat I had living in California. I was going to say, babe, just this this picture of it just looking so disgustingly down at me. It just says like, oh, it's May. Oh my god, yes. It's like, you know what, we, we got two two cats that complete our whole categories of things. Uh, one does nothing but meows, and one does nothing cuddles. It's like, between the two of you, you would be the perfect cat. If you weren't such a fucking bitch most of the time. I need attention! I need attention from your eyes! <laughs> oh, I wanted to go back to that Cheshire cat before I forgot, because... no If you know Alice in Wonderland, you know the Cheshire cat, and... There is, like, I think no no canon out there that doesn't make the Cheshire Cat seem, like, suspicious and, ash- and kind of an asshole. I think yeah. that's kind of the point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, like, the thing about the Cheshire Cat, he does, in the story, he doesn't have a whole ton of impact, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he seems super suspicious and shady, but really, he doesn't do anything bad. He's there to laugh and be dickish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know what, you know what? Salem Salem was inspired by Treasure Cat. We're going to go back even farther. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I believe that, actually. Like, yeah, because it's, it's in the... Because uh, I haven't actually read the original uh, novel for... Through um, the Looking Glass. In, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Is it I'm Through the Looking sure. Glass? Is it originally? I'm going to look that up. Okay. But I know the Cheshire Cat is like a brief blip in the, in the grand scheme of the whole book. It's kind of weird how these things get attached, you know? He, he basically, he shows up to kind of make, like, watch uh, Alice kind of sort of direct her, but not really, and mostly make fun of her. Uh, and then later on, I believe he shows up with the queen, and she freaks out because she wants to cut off his head, but at that point, he's just a floating head. Yeah, okay, so Through the Looking Glass was the original. The sequel was called... Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Right. There's actually two books yeah. in that thing. Uh, but it's more known as Alice in Wonderland because I think... The, of because, the God forbid, we name things there in the proper order. <laughs> <laughs> because the sequel to Alice in Wonderland in the live-action movies is called Through the Looking Glass, which makes me angry because transposing names makes things difficult and makes it confusing, and I'm on a rant, and I'm going to stop. <laughs> what was it? Wizard of Oz actually has a ton of different books for itself. I don't know. No. No, I refuse. They, they just have the one. Like no, like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yes, it does. And the stories are better. And dark. <laughs> There's a whole lot of craziness that happens. Sorry, those monkeys freak There out. is so much more interesting shit that happens besides Dorothy. Uh, in that case, let's totally check that out. Um, there's 
they made a a sequel to the movie from Wizard of Oz, um, which is the Return to Oz. It's kind of children nightmare fuel too. Anyway, let's go back to the kitties. Yeah, that's yeah. true. There's yeah. not enough cats in Wizard of Oz, so we're just gonna move on. We're all cats right now because Leo's trying to hurt us. This is my GTP cats. Get it. Get it. Oh, it's a bag. You know what, cats? Fake cats. We will not talk about is. Or we'll talk about musical cats. I haven't actually seen the original musical. Not 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 the movie remake that went to uh, questionable stuff, but the original. That one. The original was actually really nice. It's like I love because the whole essentially the, mm-hmm. the premise of the plot of this whole thing. Spoiler alert: is let us determine who gets to go to uh, die with our own musical introductions. Everyone gets a musical introduction the entire time, entire time. Okay. Like McCaffrey, he gets his own solo. Uh, Mr. Mistopheles, yep, he gets his own solo too. How about the one that tap dances on the railways? Dance solo as well. Everyone gets a solo. I think they like to dance. It's a music dancing singing musical. That sounds. On that note too. Yes. Like those are those are bad singing cats. There's also a um, a very underappreciated animated film called Cats Don't Dance. Yes! Yes! That movie oh has God. some great animation. Great A Danny stuff. and Sawyer were so great. Yes. Don't dance? Yes, and it is one that will make Yo. you question whether or not you're a furry in some respects, because as Ben mentioned with Sawyer... Oh, I've seen clips of uh, Castle. I've never actually seen the movie, though. It's really good. It's actually a really good movie, and it's really upsetting that uh, it was basically forgotten by everybody right no it wasn't because now they have a reason to remember and watch now like yeah. cats don't dance just go back find it the, the great I think gem you can get it on was. amazon i think mm-hmm. i know i can get it on youtube because i actually got it in there <laughs> it's the same price no when i was younger and i bottle fed and raised a litter of kittens cats don't dance was my favorite movie and all the kittens were named after the characters Oh, that's adorable. Aww. Okay, so yes, Cats Don't Dance is available on Amazon on DVD for $9.99, or you can rent it through Prime Video for $2.99 standard def. Hashtag not sponsored. Correct, it is not sponsored, because I'd say uh, buy the damn movie, don't rent it. Interesting. Scott Bakula is in that movie. Honestly, I was going to use that whole like music track transition to go more to like O'Malley the Alley Cat. And the Arisa cats. Oh. Disney cats. Oh, and then don't forget Oliver and Company. Oliver and Company. I saw that movie just a little while ago. Like, first time ever. Oliver and Company. Because it's a play on Oliver Twist. I obviously. Um, I like Oliver. He's such a cute kitty. Benny, that's another one I had you watch, too, because you never saw it. Mm-hmm. There are many child movies that I just never really see. But in all fairness, majority of my child movies came from... Uh, can my mom find out at a yard sale? Yep. And all fairness, she got a pretty stacked collection at some point. You can find a good amount of things on that if, you, if you're looking. Oh, you know what? I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Because this is proof that cats are all angels. Gatomon from Digimon becomes a literal angel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I actually really like the Gatamon arc. Which I guess the Japanese name is radically not the same, even though Gato is Japanese for cat. Is Gato Japanese for cat? Because Gato's Spanish. That's no, Spanish no. for cat. Neko. Oh, Neko. Neko. Is it Neko? Is Neko is Japanese Neko. for cat. Gato. Yeah, because in, uh, the tail of Puss in Boots. Like, oh, I'm yeah. thinking Spanish. <laughs> yeah. But like, la gato, la gato con botas. It's like. Gesundheit. Uh, yeah, you're right. Neko because Nekomata and all that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you remind me of Puss in Boots, though. And it's like, yeah, some people, no, uh, uh, some people actually, like, sometimes forget that, like, Puss, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas, but it's like, that, the tale of Puss in Boots is just like, no, that's a, that's an old-ass fairy tale, especially for a lot of, like, like more Hispanically influenced places. It's like, even Bobby's talked about some times where he knew about El Gato con Botas back down in Mexico. I also wanted to mention Gatomon because Digimon Survive is coming out, and I'm excited because I like Digimon. Oh, yes, it's going to be so great. Gatomon. I also love how Gautamon is actually classified. Isn't Gautamon like the champion form too? Yes, which is really backwards because all the others are um, rookie. Kaiju size and then Gautamon just like, I can fit in your backpack. Yes. You're tiny and dangerous. Wait, Gautamon is the is yeah. the champion size? That's the champion form. Gautamon is the equivalent of like Greymon in the levels that there are. Which is great because Gautamon could realistically probably kick Greymon's ass. <laughs> Because, you know what? You know what? That that size advantage would really come in handy if you got a slow-ass kaiju come by, and you're just like... Yeah, it's like, size don't matter if you can't touch me, bitch. I was like, meow, you motherfucker? <laughs> Going down. Oh, yeah. Um, But speaking of smaller cats, um, I can't let it go without mentioning the palicos from Monster Hunter, because they are so damn adorable. Those are the ones that cook? Yeah, palicos. That's a play on the word calico for kitties. I got that. And they're your pal... They help you go on hunts. But do they cook? They do. Then? They also cook. In fact, that's like they have this extravagant cutscene of a bunch of palicos making a gigantic feast for you when you go to eat before you go on a mission. Hmm. And you get to customize your palico. So my wife and I, when we're playing Monster Hunter, we um, modeled one of our uh, palicos after Alphonse, our first cat, and another one after Esper, our second cat, who is a giant scaredy cat. Wait, wait, wait. Am I looking at this one? Monster Hunter World's Meowscular Chef. Like, there's a swole cat, uh, chef cat? Yes, and he just stares menacingly at all the other palicos as they cook. And after they make the gigantic feast, he very gingerly puts a single piece of basil on top. It's the most important part of that meal. Uh, you don't want to over Right? The mm-hmm. seasoning. You got to get it mm, perfect. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. It, what is this happening here? Oh yeah, no, they put him in the live action movie specifically. Oh. Yeah, but that's that's the one that will literally you know top your food off with. Good okay, stuff. that's that's a win on that. Um. Oh, before I forget, uh, one of my favorite cats and has to deal with a whole lot of lore is in Fallout Four. Running around in Fallout Four, there's a bunch of cats. Now the reason, you know, anyone who's played the old Fallout games, kind of rejoiced at this moment, and here's why. In Fallout 1, there's only dogs that you can find, but you cannot find any cats. In Fallout 2, there's an old, uh, there's a lady who w- runs a um, a shop, um, a restaurant that you can go into and talk to her. And she's got a sad, depressing story, but it gets a little more uplifting because nobody wants because uh, you get to talk to her and listen to her story. And one of the reasons why she's so sad is that she found out that in the West, most uh, in the West, uh, cats are not there. The after the Fallout's nuclear fallout, 
uh, that happened, a lot of the cats were hunted to, down to extinction for as an easy prey to get food. No, and so they were hunted down and just never got, uh, and never out in the in the wilderness. Meanwhile, when Bethesda took over, and this is important to note, when Bethesda took over the Fallout series as sort of an uh, an homage, any games that are done with Bethesda are usually on the East Coast, not the West Coast. Right. So on the East Coast, there is uh, in Fallout Three takes place in Washington D.C., but Fallout Four is in the Boston area. That sounds right. Boston, Massachusetts area. And when you're in there, you can randomly find cats just running around, just hanging out at places. You can't interact with them, but they're alive. And that's what made a lot of fans super happy because essentially their cats are still alive running around in the game, in the world. So I had a theory about that, and I don't, I don't think I ever actually saw evidence of this in the game. Mm-hmm. I always kind of assumed that the cats in Fallout 4 were brought back by the Institute. Um, because they they have made, like, they, they brought back gorillas. Every gorilla that you find in Fallout 4 is a synthetic, robotic gorilla. Um, and I just assumed that they did that with cats and, like, set them loose on the world and just like, okay, job's done there, and moved on. <laughs> I would love that that's kind of true. Here's why. Mad robotic scientist builds cat, leaves and goes, all right. Now you go out in the world. Cat leaves, finds a farm, falls asleep, calls it a day, it just quits. Yeah, barn cats are a thing. Pretty much, yeah. And no one would know um, any better. <laughs> That's what cats do anyway. <laughs> um, But yeah, there's nothing in there that says that they didn't do that, but there's also nothing in there that says that they did. So they don't, actually, they don't actually talk about the history of cats in the game, so we don't know. <laughs> I just... I just know that cats are extinct on the West Coast because they were hunted to extinction. And honestly, I have every reason to believe the same thing happened on the East Coast. Like, for the same reasons, food was scarce. You you know, you do what you do. Here's yeah. a cat. It's a lot easier to take down than a dog or a scorpion that's the size of a truck. So, yeah, cat meat. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Everyone had Chinese food that day. That's a yagwai. That's the... But that's actually a bear, so... That's a mess. It's a manticore. With. I think there is a manticore in the Fallout universe. You know, what? What? what is a manticore if not a big, angry cat? Not a cat. A mantic- well, no. Manticore is mostly cats. Cat. Yeah, a manticore is a cat. A manticore is like everything. Uh, it's a cat base, like a sphinx. Manticore, 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 manticore. Yeah, like they've like okay. If you look back at Manticore history to start with, it's like every couple years are like let's put something else in here. Manticores are your fruit salad of the monster world that we also decided to add a little bit of chicken, uh, some salmon, maybe some turkey. Um, let's see, head of a human, part of a lion, tail of a venomous snake, porcupine quills. Scorpion tail. You know, just watch the Ninja Sex Party video. A manticore is whatever your heart desires. Yeah, manticore looks like, looks like what happens to take animal pieces and just put them on shuffle and be like, dibs. Man, I am having trouble trying to look up manticores because I keep going into Siegfried and Roy. Although, we should talk about Siegfried and Roy's cat. It's like one of the most famous star-studded cats, but I said that one's a real cat, not a fictional one. Yeah, it's, it's not a fictional cat. That's a real cat that I that I can go and pet and it can kill me. 
Like, we need some fake Technically, there is. Uh, in World of Warcraft, they added that cat in there. <laughs> oh, thanks. I oh, do yeah. know it's in uh, Dead Rising 2. There is a tiger that is... Be- yes. Forgot about that. Yeah, it's a white that. tiger. He was being raised by... Uh, the, the handler, it goes psychotic, as people do. And the handler goes psychotic and wants to kill you because to give fre- uh, fresh meat to the cat because it's tired of trying to feed it uh, zombies. Um, and I don't know if anybody else did this, but as a goal, I tried to kill the the handler, but uh, without taking out the tiger, let the tiger go. Same. I gotta say though, Liz, run! They're hunting you. What? It's a bad joke. Zombie hand. Oh. <laughs> Although you can get zombies' hands and throw it at the cat to get distracted, it is a thousand. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> fucking forgot. Well, because if that. you take out one of the zombies, there's a chance they'll leave behind a a, a hand, and you can use it in a couple of things. But you can just huck it at people if Creative you want to. Banners. I totally forgot. Instead of pocket sand with Dale, you got pocket hand. <laughs> zombie hand. Yeah. Got zombie hand. To cats. Quick, Liz, we need a distraction. Go! I think another one I just remembered was Happy from Fairy Tale. So, that's... That is a grayish area because of Happy's technical official origin. He has from an egg? Yeah. I, I think technically... I thought Happy was supposed to technically be a dragon. No. No, no. Happy's always just been, like, just a flying cat, but, like... Because the thing is, like, they actually come from, like, a whole race of cats... That live in the sky and are essentially like angels, which are also why they all have wings. But they sent the cats down to help out the dragon slayers. And so they're like guardian cats. Okay, the race is called Exceed. Uh, and it's okay, it's a race of cat like beings that exist there. Okay. So so okay, so I'm getting that mixed up with other stuff because Natsu's technically raised by a dragon. Anyway, yeah. Off topic. Happy is dope as hell. I love Happy. Happy's best best cat character in that anime. And just like what is a cat but a flying feline that hatches from an egg? Yeah. What is a man? What is a cat but whatever fill in X to Y ratio? <laughs> But what what a cat is simply a feline like creature that many many fandoms just be like we're gonna take this guy here maybe maybe for morale maybe for sassiness you know what morale sassiness you got you got one or two cats yeah basically so far the cats if, uh, if you have a fictional cat they fall into two categories sassy as hell or they're to cheer you up that that's that's it actually those remind me of one of my favorite moments with happy. Is when like this giant ancient dragon was trying, like they were trying to get some um, information from this ancient dragon that came out. But the ancient dragon just hates humans, and it's like I refuse to associate and give information to any of you humans out here. Happy comes out. I'm a cat though. I was like, all right. So it all started 800 years ago. It's <laughs> <laughs> like disregarding the fact that the humans are still there. You got a cat. You're you're good with me. It's like you could say <laughs> to me, and if these eaves drop, that's their fault. So like. Negotiation, you know, creature to creature. We both gave him eggs, so only like we're kind of cousins. If you stop and think about it, what is a dragon if not a scaly winged fire breathing cat? At this point, is what is this cat if not an echidna? Also, mammal, also raised by eggs. So many cats. It's like there are cats appreciated from many fandoms, cultures, and many things just throughout the world. Uh, Batman the Animated Series Catwoman actually had one cat that's her cat, 
she just had a bunch of other cats with her. The rest were just strays that she took care of, but yeah. they were, you know, they were their yeah. own independent cats who don't need no woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although cat women should just should feed all those cats. However, Isis is her cat from the Batman the Animated Series. And Isis is cool. That's a cat that is also trained as a cat burglar and has more on, on more than one occasion saved Catwoman's life. And I think she once uh, actually found Batman to come help out Catwoman. Sounds about right. But yeah, that is a cat I'd want is a cat burglar cat. That's not stealing my stuff. <laughs> That's kind of important. That, that would be Morgana. Yes. Speaking of animation and... I saw this with uh, Randon's notes, so I wonder. Uh, we we kind of should talk about it a little bit. If anybody has seen it, it is an X-rated film called Fritz the Fritz the Cat. Oh my God, babe, weren't you just telling me about that? I didn't write that in my notes. Somebody I else did. did. Oh, <laughs> Sammy slided it in there. There's a, there was a reason I didn't want to mention that. <laughs> like, listen, listen. We're like, we need to know the gloves are up. Once you find that out, cool. Now. Put in the cat that showed how far we can take animation. So this will come up later in another podcast where we actually do talk about animation history. But Fritz the Cat is um, came out at this weird time. I want to say early 70s is that film. Um, that sounds right to me. I don't remember all the details. 1972 is when it came yeah, out. Yeah, it's early 70s, 72. So the reason why that's important is it's more important in animation circles than anything else because um, in the late or late 60s and the early 70s, here's sort of the primer of that, animation was crap. It was low budget because it was so expensive to make that nobody, and Disney stepped out. There was no competition. So, nothing, uh, so anybody who was making animation back then made it as cheaply as possible. So why Fritz the Cat became important is because Fritz the Cat used better than average animation techniques. However, they couldn't get a whole lot of, uh, they was very independently made. So since no studio actually managed to, no, none of the proper studios wanted to touch this movie, they decided to go ham and make it an X-rated film. Uh, people get that part mistaken. X-rated doesn't always mean porn or nudity or right. anything it just x-rated is actually means not in not the rated for children. <laughs> not for children and not rated by uh by the rated group yeah uh, it's not the same as an unrated film or not rated because those aren't on that same level and x-rating <laughs> just means that this is adult like, content it is adult content but it is not pornographic content necessarily necessarily yeah, it's like listen this this is this x-rated just means that fritz the cat is gonna be a Golchino quite a few times and you're just gonna have to get used to it now fritz the cat is a man whore that is. is part of the plot line to fix the cat <laughs> you know for plot six for plot six it is um but it is more important in animation circles than it is mm-hmm. uh, historically it's kind of like how you how you have to understand that King Kong, when that came out, was a technical marvel. We don't see it like the original 1930s te- King Kong. Mm-hmm. We don't see that as a technical marvel, but of making a movie like King Kong is a lot easier to make today than it was in 1930, when there's no such thing as computer graphics. Animation styles that were almost non-existent. I think they literally built the King Kong's hand to make that make one scene. So Fritz the Cat, I am going to put as one of my favorite ones, but I'm a history buff, so I'm going to live it on there. Like, Fritz the Cat was revolutionary in many ways. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, man whore totally sleeps around <laughs> with a bunch of other cats. It's and it, he's like, isn't he like on drugs half the time too? And yeah, he smokes yeah, a lot of marijuana. Yeah, he no, smokes, he, is, uh, he is cracked out of his mind. He yep. is high and fucking. Yep. The sequel to that movie is not as good, though. No, don't waste your time with it. It's yeah, it trash. Is, it's trash. Like, it's for, made by someone who saw Fritz the Cat. That's what that just kind of uh, like. His, his, like it was Fritz the Cat inspired. Mm-hmm. It's but our boy Fritz thought. is just like, listen, there's only one really fucked up cat that's high and fucking everywhere. This is one. <laughs> It's like they just made it shocking for the sake of making it shocking. They completely mm-hmm. glossed over like the pl- political satire, the tensions of that time frame. So yeah, don't waste your time on that sequel crap. Yeah, because yeah, even though it was like a lot of him him being Nicolino, it's like no, there was a really like deep plot into it. There was a lot of subtext and sub and sub uh, satire that was put into that movie. There's a lot more thought mm-hmm. in it in the original one. Uh, it's on my list of old movies I've been meaning to watch. Same. Just to, just to see that. Like I have never seen the Manchurian Candidate all the way through, so I'm mean, we need to see that. Um, At some point, I think we all just need to make like a list of three movies that I that everyone should watch. Just to and like maybe at least pick one and just experience it, so we can all kind of have a like, shared. Yeah, it's like have shared. it. It's like you know what? Let's do homework on like this this category stuff and just. See what goes on. Not a lot of movies because uh, it's a big group, and there's that would be take a lot of time. Hey, that's and why I said that's why there's a lot of us to pick one. <laughs> Let's see here. As far as all the cats that I want to talk about, the only other one I wanted to do um, was Luna from Sailor Moon. Yeah, yes, the counterpart. Uh, or what? There, there's the counterpart. What was the other one's name? Artemis. 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 Thank you. Yeah. I can't remember anything. <laughs> Because Luna was uh, Sailor Moon's cat. Mm-hmm. Artemis, I think, was Sailor V. Saturn, I think. Venus? Right? No, it's... That was many months. Venus. It's Venus. Venus. Yeah, Venus. Uh, it's a counterpart. But I loved it because, like, Luna comes... Oh, we'll always go up to Sailor Moon just goes, All right, now remember, you've got to get in there. But I don't want to... Okay, here's the thing. You're Sailor Moon. Get in there and deal with this problem. Which puts Luna in a category of... The sassy cat. And I was like, listen, princess, okay, I can call you that, but you, and you need to stop acting like a you know spoiled little brat and save the fucking world already. See, poor Luna, because, like, she's she's supposed to be advisor to royalty, and, like, you know, here's here's this hero that's supposed to be saving the world, but it's, it's just an airheaded teenager. And so normally, you're trying to herd cats, and it's unsuccessful. In this case, the cat's trying to herd people. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's exactly the same. It's exactly as difficult and fruitless. <laughs> it does. It's just as bad. <laughs> this is going it's like, how did you like it? But like, you know, most you of the like- time when you've got an anth- or, or a cat character, they're just like they don't really do anything. Luna's one of the only cats that has an explicit job that she's really honestly genuinely trying to do Mm -hmm. she's just you know it's hard to do because that job is mind sailor moon it's like in theory my job is actually kind of easy the problem is who the job is with the job is easy my co-worker is ass i think luna actually ends up having to slap the sense into her at one point Yes. yes, we're claws out. More than once. Uh, so like, as a matter of fact, I think there's a pretty good memory of just Sailor Moon constantly getting just cat-slapped. Yeah. Get yourself together, Serena. 
that is not how oscilloscat is supposed to be reacting. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't seen any of the the redub, which is using Same. the original name, so I don't know how they changed up Luna's voice because I know some of them did get changes. I don't know. I heard a bunch of hype about a new Sailor Moon coming out, and then I never heard anything about it after it came out. I heard people bitching about leg length, but then I'm like, have you guys seen the original? They got legs for days. You know what uh, What Kat, you did remind me of? You know, one that helps mentor dumbass save the world? Corrin from Dragon Ball. Corrin, oh my god. The, the one who makes the one who makes a sense of beans, and then it's like, alright, Goku, here's the plan. You gotta get my water. That's it? That's it. Oh, you, got, you know what? He's literally cat toying with them. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, you got it quicker. You got it quicker than that. Come on, Goku. Stupid ass monkey. And then, you know what? I I like Yajirobe's nickname in the in the abridge, which is the Bean Daddy. Like Bean Daddy. Well, he makes the sensu beans, right? I'm the Bean Daddy. My beans. Yeah, he makes the sensu beans. There's one bean. What does it do? It completely heals you. Now, first, you need to get your ass kicked. That's I'm not giving these for free. And it's like, wait, what? It's just like, come on, Corey, you gotta be like, listen, these things are hard to grow. These are literally miracle seeds. You think they come easy? No. Well, and like, and that's the thing, because uh, as the show goes on, he basically does just give them out for nothing. Like, they they show up, they're like, hey, can we have some beans? Yeah, here's 12, or however. Here's exactly enough for the plot. Yeah, they're give, they're giving them out so bad that it's like, hey, Cell. Have a sensu bean. You know, I, I think I think he just gets to the point of just like because remember he used to just have like a giant just gourd of beans, but then like as soon as the party going to series, it's literally he would just toss a bag of whatever, just like that's all the beans I got. Just like, why, why is this all? Because you keep asking for them. Stop getting your ass kicked. Maybe I'll get more beans next time. Maybe. It's like, look, this stash is my stash, not your stash. Get out. Maybe, maybe Goku, you should use a tactic once in a while instead of just, I don't know. How about you don't give the beans to your, the guy you're trying to fight? You ever think of that one? He's like, but I want to have a fair fight. Listen! Teach Gohan how to dodge. Fuck your fair fight! Kick ass! Well, and I mean, and I mean, it's important to note, he didn't give the bean to sell so that Goku could get a fair fight. He gave the bean to sell so that his 11-year-old son could get a fair fight. While he, uh, you know, while Cell decided to not do the fair fight and try to blow himself up, which got him killed. He didn't stick the first time. So, in conclusion, yes, another case of a sass tackler cat dealing with another dipshit. <laughs> Look, How the tides have turned. I love Goku. I think he's a fun, amazing character. I'm just saying he is not smart. Yeah, that's why I know that Gohan's intelligence is all from his mom. Yeah, because Goku is a stupid monkey. Just so dumb. Um, let's see here. As far as my fictional cats, those are the ones that I wanted to talk about. Um... Does anybody have other ones to pop in? Uh, basically every cat from Lackadaisy. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but in particular, Mordecai. Mordecai is fantastic. Uh, if you haven't read it, Lackadaisy is a webcomic. It, uh, the, the art style is fantastic. Very expression-filled. Um, and was Lackadaisy takes place in the 20s? Yeah, it's, it's 1920s. It's about a group of gangsters that run a speakeasy, and they're all anthropomorphic cats. Uh, specifically chosen because cats are more express. Like when a cartoon cat is more easily drawn expressive. Like you know, you can you can draw a cat doing expressions in ways that you can't draw a person doing. Like really big expressions and such. Yeah. But Mordecai is fantastic because he's a tuxedo cat. He is the most serious co- character in the comic, and it one hundred percent comes back to bite him all the time. <laughs> 
I love that. Uh. Um, absolutely worth a read, even though it doesn't update very much now because uh, the author is focusing on making an animated version, which I'm all kinds of. Oh, that about. is amazing! I'd love to see that when it comes out eventually yeah. in like two years. <laughs> Turns out animation takes a lot of time. It does. It does. And any other uh, fictional cast you want to talk about before we close it? Uh, I want to just give a little, at least a little shout out to Gene from No More Heroes. I don't know if any of you have played No More Heroes. I have, but I don't remember who Gene is. Gene is Travis's cat, who you feed and pet and give love in the first game. And in the second game, Gene is fat and you have to help Gene lose weight by playing with Gene and rubbing her tummy. And it's adorable. That's so cute. Oh. Hey, does anyone know if in Chrono Trigger that Janice's cat actually has a name? I know there's like 15 other cats in that game. I don't think Janice, Janice's cat or Chrono's cat have names. They're just your cat. That they get lost in time. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they're friends. <laughs> in my head canon, they're friends. Like, they use time-traveling master, uh, they're like, yeah, my master travels through time. No way, so does mine. And that's how their relationship starts. Alright, I'll just go down the, the, the row. Z- uh, Zombie Hand, you got any other cats? Um, <sighs> outside of the myriad of cats in Animal Crossing, my favorite is Kabuki, by the way. Um, I think that I just want to mention, um, uh, the cat you can get in Cyberpunk 2077, um, Nibbles, because so the game, the cats are cats are not like extinct in Night City, but they're very scarce. You don't actually see them within the city, but there's a little side mission thing you can do where you can um, you go pick up some cat food and you leave it by your door or something like that. I don't remember exactly, and you eventually find one of the only remaining cats in Night City, and you adopt him and name him Nibbles, and he is a hairless cat. That's adorable. I didn't know that was a thing. I am now upset that I don't have that. Yeah, it's it's an easy-to-miss thing because it doesn't show up as an actual side quest. You just have to go get this thing, and you leave it out, and then you get Nibbles. Or Mr. Nibbles? I don't remember, honestly. But yes, it is a cat. And it was one of the only cats in Cyberpunk 2077 because they they no longer live within the city because the air is too toxic. I get that. Boy, if ever there was a reason to stop pollution, <laughs> it's to sit, it's to protect the cats. It sounds like a whole lot of uh we use cats as canaries, like the canary in the cave. That's not a good thing. <laughs> what about you, Moon? You got any other fictional cats you want to get? I'm sorry, actually, but side note, that would be a terrible idea. <laughs> because is the cat dead or is it just asleep? <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, my God. Oh, that reminds me of, like, the origins of Eek the Cat, which is horribly morbid. Also, I really loved Eek the Cat. If no one has ever seen that show, you're missing out. Because that cat it never just, hurts to help. That cat just wants to help, and uh, it is so bad for him every time. <laughs> oh man! Actually, if I could find episodes of Eek the Cat, I'd love to watch that again. <laughs> All right, uh, Moon, you got any other cats? 
For some reason, I'm just thinking of the cats from Twilight Princess when you're in Hyrule <laughs> and they just like around your feet and you can pick them up and carry them around. And then there's the Poe quest so you can unfreeze the guy who has his big fat cat stuck to his head. I don't. Encased in gold. I know I didn't play much of Twilight Princess, but this is a new one for me. I'm like, what happened here? It's like it's like really out of the way stuff. You just gotta run around and look around. But yeah, you can pick the kitties up and pet them. They go meow meow meow. If you want to get these cats, you gotta earn the cats. All right. How about you, Ben? Any other cats? So two popped in my memory. So Akma. Yeah. Audience, you might not see this. The second he said a half hour, we're trying to figure you, just all the expressions just all of a sudden. So that that, that half one I'll, I'll get to, but like, so one is like my one of my favorite like trolling moments by a cat in an anime, which was Blair the cat from Soul Eater. I think I know mm. that one. And that <laughs> her whole introduction was that like no, it was uh, the Soul Reaper that just like the they had to collect like a ninety nine like ninety nine souls, but the and then the hundredth had to be a witch soul. Yeah, so to be like official, like Reaper size, or but it's, I think it's like when you were fighting a death scythe. A death scythe. Okay, that's what it was. Been so long since I got seen it, but then they finally like they finally find this witch. Just like okay, let's like this is first episode two, and it's just they keep trying over and over, but just like you know, the, the dude just is a little is a teenage boy and a big titty witch girl. It's like mm. what do you expect? So. But eventually, they finally get her, and he's like, "Oh God, I can feel, I can feel great power." Nothing happened. All of a sudden, a cat comes by, just like, "Who said I was a witch?" Like, what? Transform? No, I'm not a witch. I'm actually just a cat with really powerful abilities. With lots of magic. With lots of magic, and even when she turns to a human, she still acts like a cat to everybody. Oh, I remember that episode. <laughs> See, and and I, and I like that because they they killed the cat and then they ate its soul, but the cat was still around because cats have nine <laughs> lives. Yeah. The question is, which life number did they consume? Exactly. Well, not number mm. one. Not the last mm. one. That's all. That not matters. the last one. Okay. Another one I was thinking of uh, was Chi from Chi Sweet Home. It's this nice little like short slice of anime of a little cat going on his little hat cat adventures. Like it almost feels like like Brutus and Pixie, sort of. Minus Brutus. <laughs> and the half comes from Banyanya. A series of banana cats. Hence oh, the half. Because the, the other half, the other half, it's, yeah, it's, it's literally just, a, 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 like Cheese Sweet Home, a bunch of shorts. But it's like all these bananas that open up and there are actually cats inside. And it's like, oh no, Banyanya Cat is going to come around and just do stuff. And it's like, oh, Banana Cat fell. So it's half a cat, because the other half is banana. But what is a banana but an unpeeled cat? Yeah. Apparently in this case. <laughs> uh. Unpeeled cat is a phrase I never thought I would hear. And here and we are. Now, and now we can have that phrase and know of the existence of banana cats. Look, we're here okay. to raise expectations, Rob. <laughs> We're here to have everybody know that just like, you know, whatever cat you can think of, it probably exists, so go find it. Mm-hmm. There's banana cats, nana cats. That's a potassium filled cat. Um, let's see here. Brandon and Rob, any other ones for you guys? Uh, honestly, I think I'm good. Uh, I mean, the last one that I can really think of would be Felix the cat. Uh, and 
like I never actually saw any of the original Felix stuff. I only saw there was like a movie where he went to another dimension and had to save a princess. And that was the only bit of Felix media I've ever I've ever witnessed, but it was my favorite movie as a kid. I loved it so much. <laughs> it I remember watching that that movie as a kid. I've seen one image of Felix the Cat and here's your fun trivia move. Felix the Cat is the first image to ever be broadcasted on a television. Oh wow. Ever is Felix the Cat. That's how they tested the 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 equipment. They they have an image of Felix the Cat. They put it on there. Um but yeah. They but he was a big star back in the I want to say the 20s in when they were back with Simple animations and Nickelodeons. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I saw the 80s cartoon. I'm like, all right. I used to own the Felix the Cat, the video game, the NES game. And none of these things make sense to each other. That's just not how it's happened. Felix the Cat was not about making sense. Uh-uh. I think it's like a weird remake, and it's even weirder in that it's just a mess. All right. So with that, we've got all. Uh, so that is some of our favorite feline, uh, fictional felines. Some were animated, some were in video games, and some were just in stories altogether. But I think, as a final aside, it's best to say if you have a cat, they fall under a, under two big or two big things. They're there to support you emotionally, or they're just a sass master. We'll sassy it up for you, raise a morale, or just ruining your day. Mm-hmm. Also, sometimes both at once. Also, upon a nice Google search. Uh, I found out uh, Puss in Boots' story dates all as far back as the 1600s. So nice little fun fact there. Mm-hmm. In the 1600s, they were having uh, boots. Before that, they were all socks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So I'm going to close out this episode. Um, if this airs when I think it is, and if not, I'll make a correction on this. Uh, it would be, this should our next episode on this would come out on September 15th. I hope uh, to have you guys come in and listen to us again. In the meantime, this is Gaming Theater Podcast. Logging out. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Have a perfect day. Cool cats. Gaming Theater Podcast is hosted, created, produced, and edited by Leo Garcia, the Geek Scorpio. Our music is A Drinking Game. Stock media provided by Stormwave Audio slash Pond5. Our cover art is by Adam Parker. You can find him at ParkerGFX on Twitter. If you want to send us some financial support to help with producing things for gaming theater, you can do so at Patreon.com slash Gaming Theater Presents. It helps us out. Want to send support that doesn't hit your wallet? Please leave a review with wherever you hear your podcasts and share our podcast with your friends. It really helps out. Thank you for listening.